Oh, why, hello there. And welcome back to the 100th episode of What's With You, Scooby Doo. That's right, 100 episodes of this podcast. Three years or whatever later. But anyways, we don't need to talk about that part of it. It did take me a while to get here. Let's take another such great podcasts a lot less time. But uh, it was slow going at first. But we've made it. And to mark this epic milestone, we have a jam-packed, full-length, crazy, insane, bonkers, yeah, totally nuts episode of What's With You, Scooby-Doo, for your listening pleasure. We've got two times the guests. Returning champions, Phil Hobby and Krista Rollins. And, and, if that's not enough, we have a special guest who comes on uh, towards the end. Um, I, I don't even, it's, it's just so insanely epic that uh, you'll just have to find out for yourself. Also, this is going to be a two-parter. Did I mention that already? I don't know if I did. But this was so long that I decided to cut it into two parts. So you're going to have an epic two-part 100th episode about 2002's Scooby-Doo. I've already talked about this movie on a podcast previously. Check out my thoughts on a podcast named Scooby-Doo if you'd like uh, more thoughts on this. Uh, but this episode uh, is a whole lot of fun. Chris and Phil are insanely good time. I didn't realize... You'll hear me at one point say, like, I was having a conversation with a Canadian. That was literally the last podcast in this feed uh, featuring Billy Seaguire. That's the conversation. I didn't realize it when I said it. <laughs> God, I'm an idiot. Uh, we talk about L.L. Bean. For those of you who don't know, L.L. Bean is a store in Maine that for the longest time had the policy that if you bought something from L.L. Bean... Oh, my pizza's ready. I got an alarm going off. Uh, if you bought something from L.L. Bean and it went bad, if, it, uh, if you bought boots and they fell apart, at any point in time, any point in time, you could return them and exchange them for new ones at no additional cost. So if you owned boots for 15 years and they were completely run down and you just like used them all the time, you could bring them back and be like, I bought these boots 15 years ago. They'd be like, here's your new pair. They've since changed that policy. <laughs> because this is also the 100th episode, if you, uh, because there's a second episode coming out, if you feel like it, please leave a question, and I will answer it at the top of the next episode. You can do that at facebook.com slash what's with you Scooby-Doo. You can email what's with you Scooby-Doo at gmail.com, as well as tweet at WWY Scooby-Doo. Well, this is epic. The 100th episode. Come on. Get super pumped, because once again... To the podcast. Let's, Let's do, do, do this. this.
Wait, we wait, we got to do that on kick. We got to do that on the mic. Yeah, it's gotta pop. <laughs> you gotta you gotta have one hundred episodes. <laughs> have you? Are you started recording? I started recording a while ago. Did you really? Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Now that I know we're recording, I'm shutting up. Yeah, I've got nothing to say now. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta watch it. Yeah, I gotta What's watch with it. you, Scooby Doo, today for the hundredth episode? Uh, that's been released. I mean, there are lost episodes and bonus episodes and other random episodes, but for the hundredth episode of the regular podcast, I have Phil Harbinger of. Great things. <laughs> Phil Hobby. Hey. And Krister, ring it, ring it until you ding it, Rollins. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. That is me. So, uh, <sighs> cheers, guys. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. We've got uh, the fanciest mug of champagne. We've got some bubbly and some coffee mugs. <laughs> Your finest vessel, if you please, yeah. sir. Mm. Mine's yeah, an Eastery mug. Right. The cheap is, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff. Well, welcome on, guys. Both of you, of course, uh, are uh, frequent guests of the show. Phil might still hold the title for I don't know. MVP? I, pro- maybe, but... It might be between the two of you. I don't pay attention to my own stats. So, so this one is sort of a... Neutral. Yeah, it's, this doesn't. This doesn't is alter the stats Now at the all. two of you have to. Always. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Switzerland of the world. Is yeah. the two of you constantly keeping the balance? Yeah. I do. Have, there's a guy that I won't play uh, rock paper scissors with anymore because yeah. we went uh, five rounds and tied. Kept just tying and tying and tying. Wow. We don't want to break it. <laughs> is that what's keeping the balance of the world right now? I don't think it's working. <laughs> <laughs> if it is, a lot of evidence balance yes, suggests yeah, otherwise. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, is, is that a, is that something we could say on Empowered? Like rock oh. paper scissors powers? <laughs> rock paper scissors probably. Yeah. Um, I was uh, I was talking to a gentleman from Canada the other day and he goes man politics are rough in Toronto right now (laughs) (laughs) I was like are you kidding me with that shit (laughs) what would you guys do like have have your medicine go down even lower and medicine companies don't know what to do oh it's so tough up here you know I mean people are kind of disagreeing almost sometimes maybe (laughs) but it's okay overall just you know kind of tough the other day uh, the other day uh, one of our sports teams teams uh, tied another one and we, did, we didn't even know what to do like we all had a <laughs> the most, drank our Molson and called it a day the most Canadian thing ever I think is that uh, in curling the <laughs> players are their own referees what <laughs> like, doesn't that just only like, in Canada well you know I think that went over I'll let you have the point <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me in, yeah, that happens at L.L. Bean I, had my, I took my boots in to get them uh, repaired and he was like should you pay for this? And I was like, yeah, I guess, I guess so. I, I've had them for four years and I use them. And he's like, all right, all right. I wasn't going to push it. <laughs> hey, what is the rule for L.L. Bean right now? Now it's uh, it's unlimited within one year. And then afterwards, you're on your own. Well, I always wonder. Your, your, your old stuff is grandfathered in. 
Yeah. Oh, so if you bought it before the policy change? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, super fascinating to anybody who doesn't live in Maine. Although you can, can you send it in? They do a, they, yeah, they do a, a fair amount of trade so over, Leon, over the mail. Their catalog is pretty big. Leon Linwood Bean yes. in 1843 founded That's a when boot he was company. <laughs> yep. And that was when the, the policy of, and if your boots ever fail you? Right. Yeah. I think he was expecting, the life expectancy was lower then, so I think he was just anticipating people would die before the boot did. <laughs> he came out with the policy the day World War II started. <laughs> He's like, well, World War I did amazing things for longevity. <laughs> I've, I've never returned anything to LB. I've always just went, no, you know what? I, 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 the wear and tear on this thing was based on my use, and therefore I will buy a new one. That's very Canadian of you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you have the point. Eh? Uh, so, gentlemen, uh, we're here to talk about the dew, right? Scooby specifically, not mountain. The Scoobs, <laughs> two mountain. <laughs> yeah, not D E W. Yeah, not uh, the dude, uh, Ron Ron. That right? That one uh, also is not what we're talking shoot about. Shoot doo op, <laughs> and D- who put there, the how bop? many other doos? Um, Yondu, does that count? From, uh, <laughs> oh, of the uh, kind of related. Yeah. Uh, ri- written and directed by James, James Gunn, Gunn. Yep, who yep. of course wrote 2002's Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. 2002, a Scooby Odyssey. Do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scooby Dude. I don't know. What yeah. else? I spell dude in text D O D. You do? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that happened, but I started doing that. I sometimes spell them with zeros instead of the O's. Oh, very elite. Yeah. Yeah. Elite yeah. speak? Yep. Because I was, I was around at the advent of the internet age. Mm-hmm. Woot and ta. Yep. T-E-H. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that being big. Yeah. I, I had a friend who used to misspell the because the teacher would give us vocabulary quizzes on words that we frequently misspelled, so he would on purpose misspell <laughs> words he knew how to spell. <laughs> Did it work? Cunning. Did the end up on the that list? That one never did, but oh, I think, wow. I think, I think, I I don't know. Yeah, Ta never made it on there. She knew mm. she was a savvy lady. <laughs> <laughs> but savvy was on the list. <laughs> yeah, it has, does have two Vs. Uh, so today we are going to be, uh, in the beginning of this podcast, I was very up my own ass <laughs> and uh, had no clue what the hell I was doing. And... For some odd reason, I think several times people would say something like, are you going to cover the movies? Mm-hmm. And I said, fuck no. I don't know why I thought that I was too good for it. I don't know what the <laughs> hell I was thinking. Cut to a super clip of you saying, no, I won't do the movies. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> And there it was. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why I ever thought that, first of all, I don't know why I thought other Scooby-Doo was so elevated in its <laughs> pedantry and elitism as to not be, uh, uh, not to sully itself with the reputation of this lesser be. I don't know what I was thinking, but there's a lot of, you know, f- messed up stuff out there. Uh, my friend recently told me a story where a... Uh, <laughs> where the he was living in a renovate not renovated but a rundown motel turned apartment complex and the guy next door to him had ordered a uh, prostitute in the middle of winter in the middle of night and so his 
room was flooded by headlights. <laughs> And he goes outside with his ba- with a baseball bat in long johns in the middle of winter, and he hears from behind the headlights, "Did you order from Lovebirds?" <laughs> and he goes, "Do I look like I ordered from Lovebirds?" And there's a pause, and then he just hears a woman say, "A lot of fucked up people in this world." <laughs> Such poetry. So there's a lot of weird stuff out there, Scooby Doo wise, but this might take the cake. Uh, now, Phil, you have seen this. I saw it when it came out. I, I think I was babysitting. <laughs> I think I think I was like watching the neighbors' kids, and interesting. I think that's what they wanted to watch, and I, I remember. My, I don't remember anything specific. I remember a st- overall sense of just being baffled, which typically at the end of a Scooby Doo episode, I'm not. It's a very straightforward ending. Right. It's not even Agatha Christie esque. Agatha Christie esque. In terms of its twists and turns and red herrings. so Red herring, it, of course, in pup named Scooby-Doo. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I remember more just being kind of like, what, what was happening? So this might be good for a rewatch anyway, because one of my missions in life was to always return to this and discover what I missed. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting mission. Chris, or you've never seen it. I have never seen this. Lucky. No, I, rem- I remember seeing the trailers. Does it count, count for anything? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It counts for a whole lot. Yeah, okay, good. Well, count it. All right, <laughs> we'll put it on the board. <laughs> so this is, if they're the ages from the show, then Lindsay Weir takes a strange turn. Lindsay Weir from Freaks and Geeks. Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini. <laughs> I was I was saying her character from. Oh, that's the it was a bad Freaks joke. Yeah. Okay. Just cut that out. Thank All you. Right. No, no, I get it now. <laughs> so we'll uh, just start right back from there. So this so movie this is, is a movie that came out in two thousand two. There's my comment. It's directed by, is it Raja or Raya Gosnell, the director of Home Alone three. Home Alone 3. Uh, which is the one with the little kid with facing no off against Macaulay the spies. With no Macaulay Culkin, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I've only seen the second one. Only the- Lost <laughs> in New York? I've only seen that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's great. Uh, large cheese pizza in the back of a limo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and Meets the- a future president. Right. That's true. Uh, he's trying to find his way to the lobby, and he asks the yeah. gentleman, and the gentleman points him in the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> There's a metaphor there. <laughs> oh. well, the the thing I always say for that movie though is he's got the um the talk back. Oh uh, yeah. Which I had one of those and I oh, yeah. loved it. Yeah. Oh, those are great. And you could play it at different speeds, right. so he gets on the phone. This is Kevin McAllister, <laughs> the father. <laughs> I would like a large room. And one of those little fridges you can open with a key. <laughs> Credit card? You got it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, and the other, uh, of course, this was going to set a directorial president for Mr. Gosnell in that he would also direct the canine-related Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <clears throat> All right. Great. Okay. Lots yeah, of well, you, yeah. It was. Is the you got us there. CGI as well, <laughs> and voiced by an Australian. Uh, the movie Mel was Gibson. Written. Yep. Yeah. Didn't Mel Gibson do his own ADR for the American release of Mad Max? Because they ADR'd the whole movie, right, to take out oh, the really? Australian accents, 
And I think he did his own ADR. That's well, kind yeah. of fun. Yeah. Well, I honestly <laughs> never knew he was uh, an Australian until like about yeah, 10, 15 yeah. years ago. Like I was like, oh, wow. And that was almost more shocking than the things he was saying about the Jews. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, and he's Australian? Wow. They seem like such an even-keeled bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> Famously so. Famously. Uh, James Gunn wrote it, and of course, uh, up until then, he had written Tromeo and Juliet, Juliet, that's right, the Tromaville Cafe, and the specials starring Rob Lowe and Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? What are we talking? What? <clears throat> I am not familiar with any of that. James Gunn, Troma Films, Tr- Tremors, Troma, Troma. No, I Romeo don't. and Juliet. It's like a R-rated uh, Romeo and Juliet. Very. The- the Toxic Avenger Toxic is uh, another of their properties. Not so. Romeo plus Juliet with Leo DiCaprio. Nope. No, nope. nope. Tromeo and Tromeo. Juliet. It's a schlocky B movies or C or or D. Yeah, they're yeah. like taken from like grindhouse aesthetic, like seventies. I'm I'm sad I have never heard of these. Well, you have now. I'm yeah. happy that I'm hearing about these. Yeah, but for some odd reason, I'm happy he was that tapped. I will watch them. There's all three tenses. <laughs> somebody watched. Somebody watched uh, Tromeo and Juliet. Saw Mercutio's head get, you know, blown up or whatever the hell happens. <laughs> oh, I got to watch this. this and great. then they were like, you know what? Scooby-Doo. Let's get <laughs> Looks like we got a writer on our hands, gang. <laughs> Was Slither out yet? Did that come out after this? <laughs> no. But why is Michael Rooker not in this movie? Right. Oh, I guess that's a spoiler alert. Wait, who who is in this movie? <laughs> so this movie stars it people of the time. Freddie Prince Jr. What? Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, my God. Matthew Lillard on a streak by this point in his career. Oh, yeah. yeah. In SLC Punk. He had been in... Uh, uh, Scream had come Scream, out. Yeah. yes. Yep. I, oh, yeah. I mean, he was on top of the world. And Linda Cardellini. Yeah. And Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. And, and as we discussed, uh, I think, before we started recording, or maybe while we were recording, no... Uh, no Casey Kasem. No Casey Not Kasem. one... Okay, but here's something... From like this era of movie making, it always every time I went to a movie based on a property, I always had a thing in my head where it's like, well, it's a movie, so they can't make it like the original thing, they have to make it like a movie. Like, I remember going to the Batman movies, and I was like, this is a Batman movie, this isn't a comic book, you know what I'm saying? Like, it always felt like they had to like make it blockbustery somehow, and they couldn't go like X Men. The line, uh, would you expect yellow spandex? It was like, oh, right, okay. you can't yeah. do that in a movie, right? Right, Because people need to pay billions of dollars for these things. So you can't take those risks. So this movie, I felt like when I went to go see it, I was like, well, this is the movie version of Scooby-Doo when I first saw it. And then, you know, uh, they start making movies that are much closer to the original properties. So, hmm. If I'm getting... Watchmen, you- for example. So what if I'm getting what you're saying is like nowadays people will take the source material and actually be relatively faithful. But back then it was taking lots of liberties with the original source. I felt that way. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Also, not having the cameos and stuff would help to like make the movie its own thing. Sure. Right. But I'm still kind of bummed that no, they didn't get anybody. I mean, Frank Welker, come on. I mean, he probably actually is in this as like a, <laughs> like a squeak of a mouse or something. <laughs> yeah. <by>. Yeah. <laughs> Can't make a movie without Frank Wilk. Yeah, right. Yeah. There are Any dogs movie. barking in every movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that that one foley of the phone that got all so the tape got stretched. <laughs> every bark you hear is just Welker. He's, he's the Wilhelm scream of <laughs> animal noises. Yeah, yes. the Wilhelm bark. Yeah. <laughs> 
but Scooby Doo was a an Australian actor, I I think. And if I remember correctly, my favorite credit is that he went on to do the. There's a Warner Brothers theme park in Australia where they, for years, had a police academy stunt show that he did because he was a stunt coordinator. (laughs) All right. Who apparently did a good enough Scooby-Doo for them to get hired for this movie. But he was the director of the police academy stunt show at the Warner Brothers Australia Park. Imagine being good enough at accents that you can do Scooby-Doo in your not-native... Yeah. You got a switch, right? Right. Because he's got, he speaks like an Australian guy. I Presumably. Ooh, put another shrimp on the barber. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. See, that's hard to do. I, I can't do it in the. Konnichiwa. Yeah. Yeah, right. snack? Well, there must be. Honestly, I, I, could we make that an episode we watch them with a dub? From a different language? Yeah, we have to find that at some point. That would be I don't fun. even know if that exists. It has it's to. Got it's to. got I to. I mean, kids aren't going to be reading subtitles. But are kids going to be... I mean, like, Cartoon Network... Who's getting Cartoon Network in Estonia and, like, not yeah, speaking but, English? Hmm. I, I think a lot of kids... <laughs> but they were <laughs> they watching be, French cartoons or Russian cartoons or German cartoons. Like, like Caillou. Exactly like Caillou. Pingu. Krister, what's Caillou? <laughs> I assume it's a... French cartoon. French cartoon. Oh, okay. Yeah, Pingu and uh, all that. Uh, I, I don't know. I, there's got to be a DVD of it somewhere. Like, I mean, especially nowadays where it's all on Netflix. Like, you've got to imagine that there's a kid out there who's like, Daddy, est-ce que je peux regarder un... Oui, oui, un bon dessiné. No, that's, that's comic. That's but, comic. But, yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, animation. Uh, <laughs> an anime <laughs> des États-Unis, s'il vous plaît. Pourquoi on, on regarde seulement oh, mais, les? Mais uh, peut-être uh, vous avez un moment de Scooby-Doo. <laughs> on regarde maintenant. Je me souviens. <laughs> Uh, anyone, right. who, anyone who doesn't speak French, that was terribly funny. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> With us or at us? Christopher is the everyman for this podcast. That's right, yeah. Uh, so 2002's Scooby-Doo, we're finally doing it. Nah. Uh, this movie is <laughs> goofy. <laughs> Wait, which dog are we watching? <laughs> oh... <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to have another sip of this champagne. Let's do this. If Mondo or Jagag wanted Scooby, why'd he invite the rest of us? It doesn't matter. We got to, like, go save Scoob. Shag, our area of expertise is nut jobs and Halloween costumes. We're supposed to be heroes, man. So I'm going to do what I always do. I'm going to eat myself a Scooby snack, and I'm going to save my best pal. Belmster. Oh, you think I'm going to fall for that? Giving me my own nickname? Trying to make me feel like part of the gang? We could make a plan. What can I do? The only thing I'm good for is getting caught. But you never let that stop you before. And if that's not a true hero, then I don't know what is. Let's get jinky with it. 
2002. <laughs> no. No. That's... Who let the dogs out? Isn't it? That was at least 97. I think so. All right. Oh, you... maybe 99. I'll go with 99. Also, with 99. have I played that game with you? What? What album do you think Who Let the Dogs Out? Like, what number album do you think that was for the Baja Men? It's got to be either like 10 or 2. 12. 12. That's their 12th studio album, (laughs) is Who Let the Dogs Out. Took a little while. Isn't that insane? That's bonkers. Yeah, totally nuts. (laughs) Again, I have not seen it. Oh, do we have to look that up just so you get it? I know this is a no research podcast, but just so you get it. You would do that for me? I will. And also, like, I feel like someone else who will start saying this. <laughs> do you know this, Phil? I have no idea what you're talking about. So on the podcast, anytime someone says bonkers, I go, yeah, totally nuts. And that's because of this. I know, I say the word bonkers a lot. Bonkers is a great word. It is. Yeah, it's totally nuts. So it's like a weird, it's the same universe as Roger Rabbit. It's a Disney show. Okay. Who's that cat? Mm-mm, Oh, nice. Do, 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 Wait do. for it. Triplets. Yeah, totally nuts. Oh, Bonkers. Okay. Bonkers. Is his partner from Spawn? <laughs> Is that Sam? <laughs> what What year was this made? Uh, It, it would have been the mid-90s. Yes, this looks like the Animaniac style of animation. Or, yeah, it's really funny animation. Uh, Marsupalami oh, yeah. was another from this era. Speaking of more French cartoons that that where poor you, kid only knew about. A lot of anvils in this show. Yeah, there's a lot to go into that show. It's bizarre, and uh, apparently nobody enjoyed making it. <laughs> As opposed to 2002's Scooby-Doo. <laughs> right. Okay, so we went through it. We Scooby-Did. We, yes. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. I I mean... We all have copious notes. It was, yeah. it was weird and goofy, but so was the original show. I thought it was... Kind of an interesting update, frankly. I, I was entertained. Yeah. I was. Uh, was it entertaining because we were all hanging out together drinking? Like, yes. That's definitely part of it. I, that was part of it, but honestly, like, I think might have also just been I went with such low expectations. I mean, again, the, last time, <laughs> the last time I saw it, I remember not thinking that highly of it, and that might have been because I was distracted by not making my neighbor's kids die. Right. Yeah. 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 So... But nobody's going to confuse it with high art. I get that. No, right. I think the five-minute fart scene. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For no reason. That doesn't further the plot at all. Might have been one of my favorite parts. Not (laughs) even high-concept fart jokes. I also also said it when we were watching it, and I will stand by it. It is the most Scooby-Doo part of the whole goddamn movie. Because that is classic Scooby-Doo. Hey, let's, let's put a break on the plot right now. We need to do a gag. For roughly three and a half minutes. <laughs> We've got you know to make this come out to exactly one hour, 26 minutes. Yeah, we know credits. that this episode is only 22 minutes, right? Yeah, three and a half minutes. <laughs> putting the plot on hold. <laughs> I, and I like that you, you you sort of said, you know, it, it wasn't a high concept. <laughs> right. like, it was yeah, a good point. Just... 
Like in Spy Hard, when he's sitting there and his boss is like hiding as the chair. Did you just that was relatively good? Spy Hard, one of my favorite comedies of all time. They call it Spy Hard, and he's got a great dental plan. Oh my god! No, that that is Weird Al intro. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean we've talked about Jean Luc Godard. Now we're going to talk about Spy Hard. (laughs) We've brought up Ingmar Bergman on this thing. I am going to bring up the most favorite. Vehicle for like the worst Leslie, like, no, that uh, is the best Leslie. Neal. Jonah, <laughs> Jonah Ray, uh, comedian extraordinaire, uh, I've famously said on a podcast, they stopped making naked gun movies, and Leslie Nielsen did not stop <laughs> making naked gun movies. But I would go on to say that uh, not only is Spy Hard better than any of the naked gun movies, but not as good as the original show. No, 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 that's bold. The original show is the best thing he ever did, police, but squad? yeah, police squad yeah. was okay. better than the movies. And the reason being that in the show, the entire world is weird. In the movies, only he's weird. And that's right. why it doesn't okay. work. Okay. Yep. Don't call me But <laughs> Spy Hard, and I would even go so far as to say uh, Wrongfully Accused. Oh, Goes Wrongfully back to Accused having... was way... I, I no, I think that Spy that Hard is better than Wrongfully than Accused. Wrongfully Accused. <laughs> I, uh, I've seen Spy Hard, but I was like 12. When yeah, that's the last time I saw it, too. What about The Exorcist one? Didn't he do a parody of the... Oh, uh Dracula Dead and Loving It? Oh, no, I no, loved no. that movie. I never saw it. That's Mel Brooks. There's No, there's one where it, it is like a more straight exorcist parody. Yeah, instead of a and Dracula he's the parody. priest, right? Yeah, yeah. I have not seen that. All one. I remember, again, I was probably about 12 when yeah. I saw that. So the, the memorable thing from that is a, a nun with too short of a habit. <laughs> <laughs> like she only did heroin for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what they say, friends don't quit. Friends <laughs> don't Quit. Yeah. And bring it around. A dog Thank you. is. What um, was the other one? There's another line. Did any of us write just, the other one I, down? I did write the other one down. It was uh, no, <laughs> nobody absorbs my dog. My pal. Nobody yeah. absorbs my pal. Yeah. Also, that went in my lesson. evil best pal Zappa. <laughs> I like. Isla Fisher, I was pretty attracted to you, but now you don't have green eyes. That's my favorite color. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that didn't actually. But, still but she, she just disappeared. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so 2002 Scooby Doo opens with a the ga- mid case, the uh, classic Scooby Doo trope of the trap failing and then uh, in its failure actually working. Right, classic Scooby Doo trope. It actually opens with instead of the Warner Brothers logo, the War- WB Shield. Mm. It says SD. Yeah. Scooby Doo. Oh, I thought and it was San Diego. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what it was. And also the instrument. Is she from San Diego? Is that why she has that name? Who? <laughs> yeah, I'm lost. Oh, Carmen San Diego. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Carmen San Diego. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say this. I The first thing I noticed was the instrument known as the record scratch. It really. And I'm like, I haven't heard that in a while. I like, that. <laughs> like the needle drop style? Yeah. Yeah, yeah was, that was something that, that told us the era. Yeah. <laughs> the era. <laughs> era, era. Well done. Uh, isn't that a Bo Burnham uh, from, a, from another era, era, era? <laughs> Anyways. Could be. Um, anything can be. Yeah, uh, that's true. If, if rest in peace Stephen Hawking taught us anything, anything is possible in a multitude of universes at any point in time. Is he dead? Yeah. He just, oh, just he died. He finally right? died. 
<laughs> he showed up. I don't know if I'd put it that way. Well, he showed up in that like recent uh, uh, money grab for Monty Python of them being like, we're still here. And I was like, Stephen Hawking is still alive? That's more shocking than most of these men. Yeah. 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 Um, Terry Gilliam will live forever. Anyways. Pamela Anderson shows up. Oh yeah, I had actually forgotten about that. I didn't even write that down. I was well. I just looked at it and I was like, "That can't be her, right?" (laughs) Right. But then she's got the the barbed wire bicep tattoo. (laughs) Is that the more like? Pun intended. Hardcore version of like when Russell when wrestlers go legit, like when wrestlers start showing up in like mainstream movies all the time, like Gremlins. Yeah, like what, like porn stars showing up in mainstream. movies. She's not known for being a porn star. She yeah, had the tape, right? But she is was... she more known for banging Tommy Lee on film? But I would say like no. But she Baywatch. Was a... Yeah, I was gonna say she's Baywatch. a legit TV Why would you go actor? to her porn career? She's not... Yeah, she was a legit. <laughs> oh, I guess so. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> Barb Wire. Also, I guess we yeah. take it to be which is like... a softcore porn. Softcore movie. porn, sure. Yeah. Although it was shown on Sci Fi Channel in the nineties, I yep. know that for a fact. <laughs> All fifteen minutes of what they could show. Oh. <laughs> 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 Mom and dad uh, are out of the house, and they didn't get a babysitter for tonight. <laughs> yes. Uh, Tivoing that shit. Anyways. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I think- wh- I stand correct. <laughs> <laughs> we I, just know how you remember P- Pamela Anderson. That's all. Well, the yeah. Tommy if, Lee video is probably- I, Yeah. That, 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 that was fascinating that, that your mind went there. Because I was definitely like, <laughs> okay. she's a legit actor. Oh, uh, yeah. It was more like, I went- Oh, yeah, you're right. She did do porn, yeah. Anybody who's been alive for more than... What, 30 years? 30 years now. Yeah. If I say Dustin Diamond, everybody... <laughs> every, like, nobody goes like, aw. Everybody goes like, uh, uh, yeah. And guess how long his fucking career was that didn't involve his dick? Also true. Way longer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I never even... I never watched either show... But with Pamela Anderson, <laughs> but, but both sex. But no, but for one thing, but you're right. With Dustin Diamond, my mind goes there first. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. That I barely happened. know who he is because he also seemed creepy in Saved by the Bell. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, His what was the video you... of? I don't even remember him finger blasting somebody. Yeah. I'm assuming. I never. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I, I just yeah. Somebody call it up on your phone. We're, we're, <laughs> well, well, no no research podcast, and I'm not having that part of my rules. search history. The one time anybody actually abides my... by it. <laughs> right. I'm not having that part of my search history. Yeah, Google knows no. now. <laughs> yeah, it probably is I listening can't... to us now, right? And it's already giving me ads for <laughs> Saved by the Bell reruns. Already? Just say already. already. Yeah. already. <laughs> we did Canadian accents earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so the gang is fighting. Right. Uh, they're not doing well, and they, of course, break up. Well, yeah. I, but before that even, they start doing... Uh, this is one of the things about kind of what you were saying earlier about how movies yeah. that like have a source material... They went straight out of the bat going like, okay, we got to get the whole glasses thing in there. We got to yes. get the damn, like, and they do bring Where it back the check later. Boxes? I need to- but they checked them all off. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. in a, and I was like, that was a little pandery. But yeah, I would definitely. also say but, that sets yeah. the tone for all of this movie. That's fair. Where it's, I'm going to I'm going to open up this statement and then we'll see if we actually get back to it much like Melvin do. Uh <laughs> I best I genuinely laughed for a good long time with that callback. Don't you mean Melvin do? I was like, "Oh, brilliant. That was great." I uh, definitely did not think he was coming back. But I think that this movie doesn't 
it wants to be like a weird like Z movie. It's written as like a, a grindhouse film. Sure. It's written as a parody, but it's directed by the guy who did Grandma's House. So it ends up being it ends up being played as a comedy as like a parody but the only way that this humor would play is if it was taken seriously so it ends up being kind of like a parody of a parody it ends up being like a hat on a hat like yeah. way too many times <laughs> yes right or like that one sherlock holmes hat the, de- <laughs> the deer soccer with the is yeah. that what it's called yeah it a deer soccer deer putting stalker. socks on deer? stalker like you're stalker. like you're stalking a deer yeah Wasn't like you're that putting the movie it on robert shelf. de niro deer hunter ah oh, damn it i was that's so close that's not a hat <laughs> that's right well, I mean, we'll invent it. Uh, <laughs> also, when they're doing so, when they're doing that, establishing, hitting all the check marks for the Scooby Universe, I feel like they're also trying to update stuff mm-hmm. because yes. one of the first things they did was they had a um, Sarah Michelle Gellar as Daphne being kidnapped by the ghost at the beginning, right? And uh, she says, uh, "This ghost keeps um, grabbing," and then she just My, sort of shrieks, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like already well, we're adults. Yes. <laughs> well, that's and they, and they bring that back later. You know, there's there's a we were you know we mentioned the the, the cleavage. Loss. Oh yeah, there's tons of lot of cleave. Yeah, miles. And, and then when the when the body switching starts to happen, there's a there's quite a few. I would say PG thirteen rated. Yeah. And kind of creepy. I get to look at myself. Naked. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. yeah, not too woke. <laughs> right. But okay, uh, I will counter that, and I like that <laughs> it is like so that, woke. I like that we're jumping around. <laughs> I I will counter that with. <laughs> My favorite character in this movie is Shaggy, and I'm not entirely sure if that's because Matthew Lillard like went on to stick with the Scooby-Doo franchise, and that's like coloring my opinion now after the fact. Sure. First of all, he chews every bit of scenery that he is given, Yes, and it's phenomenal. Like yes. He commits 130%. But when Fred's like, I get to look at myself naked, like Shaggy gets into it. He, and it's like he doesn't realize what happened, and he's like, "Dude, why am I wearing a dress?" Yes, yes. <laughs> like him, him taking Velma's body is a lot more fun. His yes, biggest issue that. with yeah. what's happened is that like he's where he's like, <laughs> but, but, I also like that he doesn't like he's actually kind of like, "Well, this is going to be a neat experiment." Yeah, right. Like, there's it, there's something so I can't like, wait to find out what dress wearing is like. I've never done it. Some, Which I don't believe. Somehow, <laughs> in this like mess of a movie, that's like I don't believe it either. Bro, right. <laughs> These like seventy five different things competing for themselves. Like his character throughout the whole thing somehow ends up being like this weird, consistent, <laughs> childlike, like bizarre, like Buddha, fucking <laughs> weird. Like it doesn't fit in with anything, but that somehow makes it beautiful. It's yeah. broken, and that's what makes it beautiful. <laughs> but it sort of works to too, because <laughs> like if you look at the old show, you had <laughs> Freddie being a dunce. I chuckled there because I remembered that one episode we watched where they finally find the button to the release. Fucking the door opens the and open Freddie's just, just standing there, <laughs> just with a big. He might have been big standing smile. there for like thirty fucking hours, just like. Eh? <laughs> I just 
That to me is Freddy in a uh, nutshell. Just like, well, I've reached a dead end. I'll stand here and in the hopes that this will be a, a magical door. Well, hey, gang, this door has to open sooner or later. <laughs> and I'll be ready. <laughs> With a smile well, on his face. Ascot's like, got to be straight. Not like I wish phones had been invented so I'm not bored right now. Just standing there. <laughs> uh, but I think like if you look back at the original show, like Shaggy always was the one that was kind of like, yeah, I'm sort of here because I, you know, just befriended these people and, and they gave me food. It's dog food, but it's food nonetheless. And and I think that that's sort of his shtick here is like, yes. hey, let's stick together, guys. Like, let's chill the fuck out. Why are you so concerned? But also, the, the thing of the original gang, if you go back and watch Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? The thing about the original gang is that they're all like that. That mm. every single one of them really does have this, like, in the moment, like, I, I, uh, there's no outside world. Like, they just exist for themselves. And what mm. this movie does is it really capitalizes on the bizarre Mandela effect that's happened about the gang. Mm. Uh, like, I've said a million times, everybody and their brother says, like, oh, Freddie, he's the jock, right? Right. Go back and watch original Scooby-Doo and show me one fucking episode where that dipshit <laughs> is playing a sport. He he doesn't. Yeah, it's he doesn't. just because he has broad shoulders and a white shirt that isn't dirty. Yeah, like does. people people paint these these archetypes onto them because of these amazing yeah, character he was, designs. It was more when we watched um, Dobie Gillis. Like that yeah. was more what he was like, just kind yeah, of yeah. your average Joe. Yeah, and dumb. I mean, all of them are very, you know, sort of in the moment. Uh, uh, they just kind of roll with the punches. And then there's that one moment where, like, I think I've got this solved. <laughs> and, like, even then, you know, they just kind of put together some haphazard thing. It goes wrong, and then it ends up okay. I mean, they live in a universe that's designed for them to always win. And and, this... and I would say this, too, that the movie addresses this, where it's, it typically is Velma because they, they do make her, they cast this character who is the smartest one and she typically is the one who kind of goes, you guys keep wandering around and doing stuff and I'm going to actually look at this stuff and figure out how it all fits together. And well, they they we painted that, that on her because she has glasses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Most maybe. of the time. I mean, like, very often if you watch the original series, like, mm. so often, like, Daphne is like, hey, look at that thing. And, yeah. like, you know, Velma just happens to once in a while be like, well, you know that the ancient Incans uh, were known for carvings. I mean, that's yeah, pretty much a line of dialogue from original. And it's a little, <laughs> it's kind of Gilligan's Islandy, where it's always like yeah. they come up with a great plan, and then Gilligan always ruins it. These guys come up with a great plan. Nobody. Scooby ruins it, but then ends up like bumping into the guy and knocking his mask off of his face. Sure, yeah, uh, Rube Goldberg. Uh, <laughs> inadvertent Rube Goldberg. Yeah, uh, rampant anti anti semite was he? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> you went to the exhibit, I went to didn't the you? Exhibit. Did you find out anything about the man? Misogynist, maybe. Is there yeah, some reason we don't like him? Uh, it just makes things so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's after I want toast. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> How did she not make it in this soundtrack? <laughs> Actually, his granddaughter. Oh, interesting. Yeah. How did she not make it? That's crazy. Shit, it was well, about yeah. him yeah. the whole time. <laughs> Why'd you have to go to make things so complicated? <laughs> you just could have made toast, grandfather. She was complaining about the trust that he left. 
<laughs> she has I to put a marble a Nissan yeah. <laughs> to get the like bond. And by that point, the cat had wandered away. It wasn't even still in the thing. The umbrella had rotted so much yeah. that the fan wouldn't push it. Yeah, yeah, none of it worked. And he, yeah, they need to set the whole thing up again. And the lawyer was like, oh, I'm not. He did this 20 years ago. <laughs> The light bulb had the filament had burned out so long ago. <laughs> oh my god! Spe- speaking of Avril Lavigne, and you said like she's not in it. Sugar Ray was in this. The entire band, <laughs> or at least Mark McGrath. And no, no, no. The entire <laughs> band had said it. With and classes. they got higher credit mm. than the two actors who played both Scrappy and Scooby Doo. Yeah. They were higher on the list. <laughs> they played a song, had green eyes, and ran around. And as you pointed out, Christer. Right. I just want to fly. Well, their wish came true. <laughs> it did. That was awesome. Yeah. I'm going to give Christer credit for that. He was like, wait, they have a song about flying? Yeah. It was awesome. Okay, let's let's it's get into it. Roof. Was no. Sugar Ray their first choice? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. It can't have been. Sugar Ray is nobody's first choice. Sugar Ray probably isn't Sugar Ray's first choice. <laughs> Even Sugar Ray's like, like Mark McGrath. auditioned to be in Smash Mouth? <laughs> right. Mark McGrath was like, I'm going to have a solo career, and that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, all of them tried for a solo career. <laughs> yeah, DJ Homicide. You don't take that name without thinking that you're going to go out on your own. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, so many death-related DJ names. Yeah. Uh, Terminator X, DJ Homicide. Wasn't the uh, House of Pain was DJ Killer something or other? Isn't House of Pain the same guy from uh, uh, Limp Bizkit? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's I think it's the yeah. same yep. DJ. Yes, I think that you're right. Because <laughs> they also covered uh, Jump Around. Because uh, <laughs> he's get, get your ass up and jump but, around. But I mean, that, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, already just a mess of of like samples. How do you cover a song that's just jump sad? around? Jump around was a rap. Yeah, but it was mostly samples. Well, but there was the rap. I came okay, to drop bombs. Uh, that's why I was thinking of Cypress. I got Hill. more cops okay. than a got songs. I got more rhymes term- than a barber. Bottoms got, got songs, songs. Yeah. but he had a Terminator. No, everybody had. A Terminator, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, trying yeah. to play me up like if he, my name was Slager. But I ain't going out like no punk bitch. Used to one style, yo, and I might switch. Get up, up, and around. Get up, up, and down. And then you wake up in your head and you're slaughtered and dead. I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you. Coming out, homie, spitting a witch. I don't know. <laughs> uh, right. Donut <laughs> shop, shut the fuck <laughs> up, cops. I got more. <laughs> So that was us trying to recreate never, a rap. I never eat a pig because a pig is Pig's a cop. Pig's cop or better, yeah. Or Terminator. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there it is. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. So get your ass up and jump around. That was yeah. the biscuit version. The House of Pain used to get up and jump around. Yeah. He's seen some things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's seen an honest man lie. Redneck fucker from Jacksonville. That was a line from some... That's got to be... Um, that was some... Limp Bizkit thing. That's yeah. That's Limp Bizkit. I'm talking about House of Pain. They're um, Boston, right? Yeah, they're Boston, and that guy was um, Whitey Ford sings the blues. Then you really might know what it's like to have to choose. And they had <laughs> that song on the radio, and they they edited out all the swears with fun sound effects. <laughs> Boink. <laughs> it's just a. See, he's seen a grown man cry. He's seen stuff, you know. <laughs> like, he's lived. He's lived. A life <laughs> Everlast. Uh, that's his name. I've yeah. seen 10,000 men with and the that's hammer. The, that's the House of Pain guy. House that's of Pain the... became Everlast. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Uh, well, I mean, House of Pain didn't, but the rapper yeah, from yeah. House of Pain is Everlast. No shit. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. 
Everything's so wonderful. Oh, no, that's Everclear. Yeah. Damn it. I was so close. Swinging a miss. Closer to the edge. <laughs> and you're so, about to break. <laughs> Speaking so of breaking, the group Island. breaks up, <laughs> which I think is a bold move and also one that was wholly unnecessary. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, why are you listening to this? Yeah. Um, it ends up being that Scrappy-Doo wants to get back at Scooby-Doo and the whole gang for kicking him out of the band, basically, so to speak. And so he gets revenge on all of them. So why have the plot point be that they've all broken up? What, I would also this, like that... to point out that Phil just did two page turns <laughs> in three seconds. He, he is lot. going through his notes rapidly. I am going to say something here. Um, he was doing this in longhand. Why? He is... has a novel. <laughs> I... It is longhand. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... You didn't need that. I suppose no. the only thing that they are doing is pointing out. Like, I wonder if someone of the writers went, "Is this a dysfunctional group that they just don't know?" So in a few years they'll figure it out. Let's do that because right. it makes less sense for Scrappy Doo to call them all as opposed to just going, "Huh, I need Sha- I need um, Scooby Doo because his pu- his soul is so pure." So I need just him. I'm going to call just the two idiots <laughs> right. who d- uh, focus on food. And don't get anything done without the other three, necessarily. Well, but... So that was a weird choice to have them... Br- you pointed out, like, that should be like an Act 2 ending, <laughs> them <right>. quitting <laughs> yeah. but, each other. Yeah. But is it uh, a classic tragedian move in that his goal is not only for ultimate power, but to rub it in the face of the people who snubbed him. Therefore, his own hubris doesn't allow him to see that the gang's cohesiveness is what allows them to overcome obstacles. Hmm. Therefore, his hubris of not seeing that is what is his ultimate downfall. Interesting. Sure. I think... Wouldn't <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I, I, you're I, I, right, but no, no. I mean, I, that's a genuinely good answer. But my my counter answer would be like, wouldn't it have been a more interesting story if they were they were you know thought they were cohesive and then Scrappy brought them together to break them up, and that was his yeah. Goal. If he showed them, he was tearing them. Like if it were a community to- episode, <laughs> they yeah. just fall apart yeah. over the course, of, and then they come together at the very end. That would be community. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That, that's. But my I think point. that the community arc is better because they're not they don't it's not immediately they fall apart right sort mm. of the thing because you kind of pointed out that would that could have been a punch that they kind of yeah that early. could have been that would have been a great act to break because they all walk and then away it turns out that scra- and then they go after that they they kind of go wait a minute we were stronger before yeah. right which they do kind of do at the end but it's sort of like we know they're going to get back together but like in if it had been at the end of act two we could have been like oh shit like Right. Is this movie going to end with them actually breaking apart and becoming something different? Like, right. But we, when they do it that early, we go, okay, something's going to bring them all back together. I would say at, at the Act 2 point, it's Shaggy and Scooby splitting up, which is a significant Whoa. Yeah, yeah. thing. That's true. Because but you are meant to believe that that bond is sacred Unbreakable. Yeah. That's a good point. Unbreakable. <laughs> They're alive, damn it. It's a miracle. <laughs> Isla Fisher. <laughs> She's not in that. <laughs> but it is It is too messy, I feel like, when Shaggy and Scooby break apart. Like, they yeah. miss, it's a missed opportunity 
I wonder because if I didn't even remember that, that ever happened. got his shit together. <laughs> and they don't even totally... He evidently didn't. <laughs> evidently Twitter <laughs> was going to take him down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they don't really break apart. They have a slight misunderstanding. Like it's sort of like, hey, Scoob, I'm doing stuff with Isla Fisher. You said there was a monster. It's just a guy in a big bunny hat. And then like later he goes, hey, she's got green eyes like those monsters. And then he goes... I don't believe you. And then he falls down a hole. Yeah, it was more yeah, just yeah. like they were true. separated for yeah, 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was a shitty... Well, and, but and he, he immediately goes after her. Here's I mean, the, Scooby-Doo. Do you... But I don't have anything right my, at the moment. <laughs> go, here's, go here's my counterpoint. You're also talking about a if this was a well-written movie. <laughs> and yes. uh, I, would, I would counter that <laughs> the point of this is not to be a well-written movie. That's it's fair. supposed to be a B movie. It's supposed to be tropes and like insanely overblown tropes and that's what's missed by the director like he doesn't get yes that like like the whole like yeah. fucking he's too busy putting his family in it well like <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke for people who've read the credits <laughs> <laughs> like i was forced to 20 minutes ago but the, i wouldn't let that go the whole Watch fucking it. thing oh, of like uh friends don't let friends quit or whatever friends don't like, quit it's yeah, so simple right but is <laughs> i'm never gonna remember it how am i not gonna remember so this? friends can quit only when they don't want to have a quitting session no but it's <laughs> just friends don't let the friend if friends it's a friend a need is a quitting friend it's friends quit Indeed. when they want the to but not only of the third party represented <laughs> will be quitting when but the, that's like love mine. doesn't mean love means never <laughs> saying you're sorry right like that's supposed friends to be dumb as fuck right everything that a good is one, overblown and like it's supposed to be like b-movie schlock right like sure. uh and the the people who get this are so, like so many of these actors, like fucking yeah. Stephen Grives, great Greaves. I I don't know how to pronounce it. It's G R I V E S. The dude who plays like the main henchman. Yeah, not the Nacho Libre, uh, not the luchador. luchador. The guy who was doing the crane game. Yes, yeah. him. He gets it. Like he's overblown and yes. ridiculous. Like yeah. when he sits down to the piano. Piano. Yeah, <laughs> that's a dumb gag, and I love it. They sell it. That works. And like the fact that there's the whole luchadori thing in this, like that whole element of this movie is supposed to be schlocky. It's it's yeah. Godzilla. It's you know. All right. You know what I'm gonna say something? I take back everything I've said for the last five minutes. No, you're right though. <laughs> you're you're. Yeah, I don't no, take but, anything back. <laughs> no, but for real, you're, you're I'm right. doubling I mean, down. If like you put you put it really well, if this is supposed to be a well written movie, then that would have been a better order of events. But it's since this is really like just, it's supposed to be a well written. That's, right. that's the problem. That's the that problem. Yeah, yeah. The and, director doesn't get the joke. Right, right. This was supposed to have the same self aware nature of like projects by you know or David lack of self aware. Like it, it's supposed to be Plan Nine from Outer Space. Like so but a self-aware plan nine. Kind of, yeah. I mean, the, to a certain extent. Wood, Wood did not intend for that to ever be... I mean, he took that just seriously enough that I went... Do you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. there's an element of that, of, of plan nine, where I go, no, he loves this movie. He oh, thinks yeah. this, is, yeah, yeah. this is high art. Yeah, yeah. And I will say that uh, from Nobody what I've read in James Gunn's original script that which was supposed to be more lascivious and PG-13. adult PG-13 yeah. there was a a kiss between Velma and Daphne and all right. these kinds of things i think it was supposed to be schlocky b movie right 
uh, sensationalism, cleavage everywhere. Yeah. You know, uh, Rob Zombie, that far, do you think? Wow. I mean, not maybe not far. House of a Million Corpses, but uh, Thousand Corpses? How thousand. many corpses were a thousand. in that thousand. house? Yeah. Was it Thousand? I think it's, it's a the thousand. thousand. All right. I'm Still making, a lot. I'm making House of a Million Corpses. <laughs> <laughs> the, the sequel. sequel. Nobody yeah. asked for it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the unlicensed. <laughs> uh, shack of a Million Corpses. <laughs> Jack of a million bodies. I don't have that much of a budget. <laughs> Shack of a million corpses at Star Shack. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I cast Sinbad. Yeah. <laughs> Kazam. Okay. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You got it. I'm gonna go pee. Sure. You okay. guys hold down the fort. Okay. Are we gonna keep talking, or yeah. we just? Yeah, yeah. You guys okay. keep this episode rolling. All right. What is this? He doesn't want to edit. He just doesn't yeah, want to go just, find this moment. No cutting. What is yeah. this? An open mic? Keep it rolling. We'll keep it moving right along with your next <laughs> clubs and colleges. Commenting. That's right. This this break is brought to you by Krister and Phil's discussion on Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What was next? So they they break up. All right, they do break up. Um, and then. Well then they all get they all get invitations to come to the um oh before we do that you mentioned that they they updated their tech. They had walkie-talkies. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and they had um skateboarding moves. <laughs> yes, that's right. Which was definitely an update around that Tony Hawk era. <laughs> yeah. the, the video game uh Yeah. I yeah. that I don't know the name of. I think it wasn't <laughs> a big gamer. I think it was just called Tony Hawk. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then the year. Um and they also updated their outfits because like in the beginning and and Fred's haircut <laughs> yeah which was good it yeah. was bad at the beginning very shaggy it was huh. oh hey interesting <laughs> um yeah uh let's see there Actually, was a um with the uh the uh, pg-13 or like adultifying of the thing yeah with the first time you see the mystery machine after everybody has broken apart there's like a bunch of smoke pouring out of it oh. and i think the idea is yes. you're supposed to be thinking that shaggy is like Hot boxing himself in there, <laughs> but then you cut inside and they're just grilling up some hamburgers. That's yeah, they were eating sandwiches, which is actually just it was in How I Met Your Mother, it was just in production, just preceding How I Met Your Mother. Oh, That's, when did how I'm so I've never watched How I Met Your Mother when, uh, uh, whenever the because it's the whole tr- the whole th- the conceit of the thing is right. that they're um, it's the dad telling the kids, so he's got a sense of the stories. So whenever they're, they're sure they're you know smoking. It's them eating sandwiches, and you see them eating these like big long uh, hoagies. Okay, and, yeah, that's so pretty that, funny. Yeah, so I'm actually thinking like, oh, how I met your mother completely nicked that idea. But, <laughs> um, then we had some very Big Mama's House type of thing with him all dressed up. What's that? Looking at Raya. No, we were thinking about when oh, uh, the dog Ryan, goes on the... Big Mama's house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or is it a she? I, I I have no familiarity with that. That's actually name. I don't know the Gosnell family that well. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh also uh having gone downstairs to pee, there is a possibly thirty degree difference. Yeah, it is toasty up here. It yeah. Is. It is. Are you getting on the hundredth episode? Is this your- I'm getting on the hundredth episode. Hey, it's free. <laughs> I made it. I'm not allowed on the podcast. This What's is maybe why? the fourth time you've been on. It doesn't count if I call on a phone <laughs> and you're talking to me and I don't oh, yeah. know I'm on the podcast. How is 100th episode going? 
We're, it's good. We're we're at minute we're twenty right now. Spitting some oh, fire. It's early. It's early. Well, we did watch an hour and a half movie. <laughs> oh, did you watch the Ghoul School? No. We no. Watched, uh, the live action movie. You saved the Ghoul School for me. No, I watched that with James. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. This is what's with you, Scooby Doo, with Brie. <laughs> um, I know a little bit about Scooby Doo. <laughs> By proxy, by living with this man. Wait, so Bree, did you never listen to, I mean, watch Scooby-Doo when, <laughs> when it was on? Did you never watch the cartoon as a kid? Um, I watched the uh, movies, like the direct-to-video movies more. Um, so like the Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost and like the ones that you could get at the rental uh, store, <laughs> like, you know, Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So I would get those, but I didn't watch it on TV very much because I grew up in the early, the dark ages. The dark ages yeah, I was a kid in the late 90s and early 2000s, so there wasn't really Scooby-Doo. So I watched well, Boomerang, I, I, and that had Scooby-Doo on it, okay. but that was it. I, I will just say that my, I told you this, on the, I think it was the very first episode of What's With You, Scooby-Doo, whichever one that had what? me. What? Uh, I mentioned that the way one. that I was introduced to Scooby-Doo was by babysitting the neighborhood kids and mm. they would watch it and that was in the late 90s Bree so I'm calling foul Did you, on watch, you probably That's watched you never Boomerang watched Boomerang had Scooby-Doo on it but that was like a well movie. reruns yeah but it was like a special channel like you had to have Boomerang channel. is this where they're uh, auditioning for Boomerang baby <laughs> um, but I liked I, my favorite was the the ghoul school I had the the video, direct to video of Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. And it was just... 1988, Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul okay. School. Which was the, before I, I was that. born. I will actually say that that is going to be uh, episode 101 of uh, What's With You, Scooby-Doo. Spoilers. Ooh. Spoilers. Have you already done it? Yeah. That sounds amazing. But I will say um, there's a lot more Scooby-Doo in my life because I've been with Nick almost as long as this podcast has been with Nick. Hey. <laughs> has, wait, a hundred you guys, episodes. You've you been guys, together a hundred episodes. <laughs> the podcast was before me. Yeah. But like barely. So 98 episodes. Yeah, I don't so I've lasted like 98 episodes. Woo. Um, so I am a lot more well-versed in Scooby-Doo because he'll be like, wait, I have to watch this. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> the one that was hard was the the live-action movie. The one we watched. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that what you watched? Yeah. yeah. That was pretty bad. Uh, well, you're talking to three people who found it quite entertaining. Is that the word that Christopher used? A good time, yeah. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, I I enjoyed it. Um, it's not winning an Oscar. No, but you know, I do think not that everything. I bet That's true. I bet the cast of that movie had a lot of fun making that movie. Like I bet it was a lot of fun to like be a cast member in that movie. Well, you told us earlier that they did enjoy it, right? Yeah, they did All enjoy that. Counts. Everybody had a good well, time. Well, didn't Buffy and uh, Fred get married? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Buffy. Is that how they met? Was from. Uh, that I film. Think that oh wait, you are actually saying Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince and Jr. Michelle, Michelle together? Yeah, yeah. they got so, married. Oh, they became so, affianced and wed. So yes. uh, yeah. Buffy and Fred, like I said. <laughs> yeah, but I thought uh, you meant in the movie because they also get together in the movie. They have Buffy a and Fred. Fest. They got wed, and now they share are a bed. Not, yeah, now they share a bed <laughs> <laughs> and are not dead. 
Are uh, they? Freddy's but dead. But hunting the Freddy's undead. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that dropped. That's all I can do. Nick's That's gonna fly. push me down the stairs because he doesn't. Because he's, I'm taking his microphone. Wait, do we have a fourth microphone? Somewhere. I mean, you. Can, <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't this watch the movie. <laughs> um. Oh no, you have. You I hated have, it. but probably not. I didn't hate it. It's just kind of like not very good. But oh, like, but I'm not like one of those people that's like. You know, screw this movie. This is uh, an embarrassment to Scooby culture. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's it's a fun movie. It's just not you know super amazing, and I feel like. Well, we, we were saying it, it, it it's kind of pandery at the beginning, but then I think it kind of finds its equilibrium to some degree. I like when Daphne pulls her Buffy moves and beats up the big dude. Yeah, yep. That's that fun. Oh, uh, see, that's a reference I didn't get. Um, oh, okay. And, uh, I started in yeah, the She should have put on like a coat before beating him up, just so it could have been more I like remember, Buffy. Best pals. I remember yes. being annoyed that Velma didn't have more turtlenecks. Cause she's got like a sexy like V neck, and I'm like, "Where's your turn?" Oh yeah, it's true. She got Just rid for of that a minute. Real yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's like the beginning. two scenes where. Yeah. And the rest of the time, she's got a the same sweater on. Remarkably clean sweater. Yeah. For all the clean sweater. For all the rummaging around for glasses. She also, does. when yeah. she got possessed, the uh, thing it that possessed right her was nice. Her- Boobs. Well, yeah, but it was also nice <laughs> enough to keep her glasses on her, so the yeah. next morning <laughs> right, she yeah. could pull her glasses yep. out. I also, Maybe I also he... remember finding it like weirdly sexual, and that is where yeah, I you... sometimes take issue because I like don't like my cartoon characters to be sexualized. Well, then you've general. never looked at the internet. <laughs> Am I right? uh, stay away from the from that section, that corner of the internet. But I just remember being like, "Why is that like, especially I think when it's they're several possessed?" Several floors of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> when they get possessed, they get like sexy, right? Or at least Velma does. They she's all... got like a mini skirt, and I just remember being like, "Nah, Velma's like she's sexy because she's smart. She don't. She can rock her turtleneck." Well, now she's already wearing that, and then the monster takes her over. Are you saying? Oh, I thought they. Like, I think they like change. He like into, rummages like, sexy through. Her. It's kind of like the, like, like the makeover <laughs> scene in a movie where the. <laughs> the end you of just the have to get club. possessed, and then you're hot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. how it works. I should try that. <laughs> I know a a reverse exorcist. I don't know what that's called. Uh, <laughs> I, I like a, a magician, a, a warlock. <laughs> I I do like the idea that like okay, so Freddy inhabits Velma's body and goes like, ooh, look, I'm sexy. And then like one of the monsters is like, hmm, turtleneck, not doing it for me. I will be right back. I know where her. I her do pro- like. I, know where, I, yeah, do I know where her luggage is. is. I do remember thinking all the actors do a good job being possessed each other. I thought I think that was fun. That yeah, was pretty fun. good. Like, and then John Woo took that over and made face. I was about to yes. say, as as resident expert, how do you feel it compares to the face off acting, Krista Rollins? I mean, there's no comparison. I think ultimately, <laughs> to, 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 to the gold standard of, uh, or not even gold. It's a uh, fiat. I think at this point. Sorry, Nick. I I agree with you, Krista. I I would say that movie is one of my. Simultaneously, one of my favorite and least favorite movies. (laughs) But you watch it because you want to see each guy do an impression of each other (laughs) for like an hour and fifteen minutes, and it's brilliant. The movie, awesome. It's It's John Travolta and Nick Cage. Nick Cage, yeah. Which, by the way, I just can I put this out? Nick, not popular opinion. You can fight me on this if you want. I'm open to this. Nick Cage is a good actor who does shitty movies. Yes, yes, and proof. Is adaptation. 
Okay, that movie's brilliant. I will also disagree with you because fucking National Treasure is it's a amazing. great movie. It is a national treasure. <laughs> yeah, he went there. I'm not saying every movie. I'm not saying every movie he does is bad. I'm saying he's a good actor who has done good movies, and he also does some real shitty movies where the dialogue is just bad enough that no actor could make it sound. Realistic. He's really helped out by a good director for sure. That's a good I point. Think. Yeah, I think. Like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I, I, I think like he makes good movies when the director's like, good. Yes. And super, he has fun with every part. He's super rich. and He's, just <laughs> he's super, not super rich. No, he's, he's super not, broke. No, that's he why he, he does shitty movies. He gambles it a lot. Oh, he bought, I just he thought he was like, he I don't have castle? so much money. I'm just going to do whatever movie. <laughs> this seems fun. I want to do a movie where I get my No, it's very stuff. much he kind he of bought is a grave required plot to. in a cemetery in New Orleans. I thought he was... So I refer to when a celebrity is like really rich and just is like can do whatever they want. I refer to that as being Daniel Radcliffe because Daniel Radcliffe made all the money he could possibly ever make in his like childhood. And now he's like, I'm going to do a movie where I'm a dead corpse. Yeah. Dummy thing. Because why not? Or I'm going to tap dance on Broadway or do this weird movie where I grow devil. Like, I think the difference, too, is that he charmed us. You know, through those first movies. So now it's kind of like, oh, that was a shitty movie. Whatever, it's Daniel Radcliffe. He's great. Yeah. He's and I think adorable. Th- he's he's Harry Potter. Nick Cage. He's still earning some chops as well. Some acting, like, yeah. like Nick Cage is older. He's done more stuff. I think right. he knows yeah. more. The best example of that things. was still Mark Hamill, though. Because Mark Hamill made a gazillion dollars when he was super young. And now he's like, I'm going to be a monster in uh, an adventure time or whatever. I, I, sure. Yeah, yeah. I actually think that, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak libelously of him I sort of feel like my sense from listening to his interviews is that he wishes things had gone more like you were Luke Skywalker well we're gonna give you this role now and I don't it didn't do that as much did it I don't think that that's the case because I think every everything that I've heard from him is that he's been like super stoked to uh he was uh Amadeus on Broadway uh, oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, that's right. And he's done a ton of stage performances and, and a lot right. of voice work, right? He does. Well, he's done a shit ton of voice. He work. might have been in this. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> really possible. You know what it is? I'm thinking of. I now know it. He was disgruntled as the way the episode seven went. I think that's actually more what I'm thinking of. Actually. Oh yes, he was. He was like, yeah. Yeah, you want to know what you're waiting for? Luke Skywalker, right? Yeah, fucking last second of the movie. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, it was great. Oh, I yeah, yeah I, it, I've seen the internet overreacting to what he said. Yeah, I think his reaction, I think he was jokingly saying like, oh, I, uh, I, you know, I, uh, I, I spent all this time getting in shape for the movie, and then I get to be in the last couple seconds of the movie. What's that about? I think that was a joke. You know, yeah, I know, I know Mark Hamill really well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, really I, well. I've watched so many interviews. I've listened to so many podcasts. Well, your girlfriend where people knows talk him, about so. him, right? Yeah. Um, oh, I know him. I know him. How do you? Uh, he waved at Are... me in a parade. <laughs> <laughs> I think he blew a kiss at you. He did, and um, it was documented, and now it's in a national. Disney advertisement. Oh. Wait, really? Is there yeah. a, D23? a spot where For people D23? can see this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, link. Link in the description. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. That. And it's um, only because there was an entire camera crew found me and my friends, and they were like, "Hey, hey uh, you, can we you. interview you guys?" And we pretended to go to panels. We didn't. Because we were like, did you go to this panel? And we were like, no. They were like, okay, pretend you did and talk. Oh. Um, and we were like, okay. And we Are did. you allowed to tell us this? The mouse is about to <laughs> sue this they didn't, sign, they didn't sign an NDA. I didn't sign anything. Wow. And um, 
then they were like, so what do you guys do now? And we're like, well, we're waiting for this uh, parade that Mark Hamill's going to be in. And they're like, cool, cool. And they push this section aside and they stand us there and they have a camera crew and a sound dude behind us. And so Mark Hamill comes through in the parade and there's a camera crew behind us and he (laughs) turns over and waves at us and blows us a kiss. And then we turn around at the camera and we're like, and then I turn around and say, literally into the camera, camera take. She says, uh, "Did you guys get that?" <laughs> and they kept that, and now that's on a national commercial for D two three convention. It's great. So, uh, we know wow. each other really well. Is basically what I'm Mickey saying. Mickey Mouse sounds a bit like a rat here. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty oh, good boy. one. Oh boy! Oh I'll sue you. So <laughs> sorry, I totally derailed this whole situation. So Mary that's Jane. literally, I think this oh. might be the most appropriate thing for the hundredth episode is the ultimate derailment. <laughs> Somebody coming in on an episode <laughs> of the podcast. To be fair, I live here. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I thought you'd be done by now. It's also <laughs> is it twenty five degrees hotter up here than it's it is very downstairs? Hot in here. Do we want to pile into our bed and do the rest of the podcast <laughs> in there? No, I think I'm That good. doesn't no, sound any colder. That. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, that sounds hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a sauna. Ugh. Yeah, uh, we're good. Why don't we go to the sauna? <laughs> we could go to the sauna. Zoop. We're here at the sauna. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a shitty improv game. <laughs> There's a sauna in the basement. There is a sauna in this house. Uh, but this room is I am in here I with my room. blue and white striped towel, and Krister is sporting a nice purple and yellow towel. And I'm pouring water on these rocks. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, ooh, See I the like... world building? There's so steam. much steam. Wow, these so... wooden walls. Huh? Um, um, what is, <laughs> what the... is that? Cedar? <laughs> what is the plot point in the movie that we're, that Good, yes, we're covering Andy. before I barge in to talk about my important relationship We with actually have been not covering it chronologically. We've well, been we, jumping oh, around. Okay. A bit. I mean, so if you want to look at the notes here. Can okh- I just say, so my be, favorite character... My favorite character was the voodoo guy. So, yes, okay. he was dynamite. Can we talk Genuinely, about, though. Yeah. I'm not weird. even joking. He was hilarious. I laughed harder at that than almost everything. Voodoo that other guy. joke, except for the, the callback. Like, scary except for the callback. That was the funny. this chicken. <laughs> oh, yeah. The guy that lives in the hut at the end yeah, of yeah. the beach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What you doing here, white girl? <laughs> I absolutely love. He is. His. Uh, cut this pause out. <laughs> the word. His, like, chutzpah. I guess, for Let's lack of a better term, that will right. come to me later. It was just so great. His energy, his delivery, commitment, his, his, and yeah, all those magnetic. were better well, also, words. The, the the thing that I said when we were watching it, and I will now repeat while we're recording because it sure. was so brilliant. But I mean, he was like a goddamn extra from like "Don't Be a Menace" or like Friday <laughs> or like you know yeah. something that starred uh, an unknown at the time, Chris Tucker. You know, like, sure, yeah, it, it was it was. It didn't fit for Scooby-Doo, but it fit in so much for, like, Mama's House style 2002, like, this era of movie. Oh, and speaking of which, uh, which we did pass over, trying to, I like that this movie was like, yeah, we're going to have weird demons, we're going to have this, we're going to have that. Yeah, uh, Guys, how are we going to get the dog on the plane? <laughs> like that they kind of were like yeah we need a gag for th- we need to get him on there and they were like oh we need we'll to turn this into up. a Will Smith movie right now <laughs> yeah they, they don't allow dogs on planes guys, guys right 9-11 guys. happened but then yeah. there's a cat the one on the thing that isn't yeah, yes exactly <laughs> yes cats carried are by Naomi fucking Watts <laughs> <laughs> oh but you know what how many times did I rewind it yeah. to be like I know <laughs> that, this person that's the <laughs> 
And then it turned Mo out Angela Holland from draw- The Office was in the background. <laughs> I, yeah, I love that you were mad at me for saying, let's just watch the whole credits, see what we see. And you're like, no, I've got to rewatch this one clip. Because that's going to be, yeah. It was, uh, I, and it's not Naomi Watts. No, it's not. No. It's so a, that's why it's an ex- But it would have fit because it's in Australia. A couple times. Uh, okay. Yes, good point, yeah. Krister. Um, one of these notes just says Pamela Anderson question mark. <laughs> yeah, we did that. Yeah, we, okay, we that's discussed covered, that. That's covered? Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, can I just can I just say? Yeah, you got some notes? Uh... What was Phil going to say? What possibly could this note have been on 2002 Scooby-Doo? Find out next time on the epic conclusion of the 100th episode of What's With You, Scooby-Doo. Also, send in your questions if you want them answered at the top of the episode. What's With You, Scooby-Doo at gmail.com, facebook.com slash what's with you, Scooby-Doo, or at Scooby-Doo on Twitter. What's With You Scooby-Doo is a member of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Visit StolenDress.com to check out our other Stolen Dress podcasts, blogs, tweets, videos, and books.